0: Welcome to A Fruitful Life, a podcast featuring the teaching ministry of Rick Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. And now, A Fruitful Life. Hello, and welcome to A Fruitful Life with Rick Clendenin. Today, Brother Rick begins the five-part series, Living the Dream. Dreams are God's seeds that are intended to change the way you think and remove the boundaries from your life. God is a dream giver, men are dream stealers, and Satan is the dream killer. In this series, you will learn how to recognize a God-given dream, the steps necessary to fulfill it, and four tests you must pass before your dream can become reality. This series was part of the Recharge Conference taught at the Victory Worship Center in Harrogate, Tennessee, where Gary Miracle is the pastor. On this broadcast, Brother Rick uses the first session to introduce the series, and four Bible characters and how each one was tested. He opens this session by reading his text found in Genesis chapter 37 verse five and verses 18 through 20. After an opening prayer, he brings us the story of his ministry transition and then teaches us two of four things we need to understand about dreams. And now, here's Brother Rick.
1: When I saw these preachers stand up, the old mule joined into the Kentucky Derby and they put him in his Stall, And one of those thoroughbreds looked over and said, do you think you can win it? He said, no, sir, but it sure is good running with you guys. <laughs> That's the way I feel tonight. It's just good running with you guys. Amen. I tell you, there's some great men and women of God here, and I feel honored to be among you. And I appreciate Pastor Gary Miracle and his team and all the kindness that they have shown me. And I'm telling you, it's just wonderful to be a part of the family. How many of you are glad you're a part of the family? I many it's glad they didn't get a vote on you. Aren't you glad the family is what you're stuck with? Amen. i tell you, you know, if they'd let me vote, I'd vote a few of mine out. We got about 93 in my family, and they, some of them you have to explain. If you take anybody to the family reunion, you have to tell them, now, he's weird as a football bat, but he's part of the family. Amen. How I many of you know that's kind of the way it is with family? You know, everybody's got their own little quirks and, uh, I'm glad God didn't ask anybody before he let me in. And I'm afraid they wouldn't have voted to let me in. But I'm glad to be a part of the family of God. How many of you know Paul was praying in Ephesians chapter 3, and he said he bowed his knee to the Father in whom the whole family in heaven and in earth is named. There's going to be a day when we leave the church because the church is an earthly representation of the kingdom. But how many of you are glad that when when the church has served its purpose, the family goes on, and we'll always be family in heaven. Isn't that wonderful? I'm telling you, I, I think it's great, and if you, if you kind of worry about that, get used to me because I might be living beside you throughout eternity, amen? And uh, I tell you, it's good to be a part of the family of God. I am so excited to be here. I'm telling you, I'm having as much fun if I had good sense. I'm just thrilled to be here. God's been downloading something in me for weeks. I'm telling you, I'm dangerous tonight. <laughs> because I really feel like God's giving me a word for this week. And, and uh, this has been one of the greatest revelatory times of my life. It, it just seems like that there's so many things I just want to take off for a month and just write and get out of me what God's put in me. Have you ever been like that, where God just keeps showing you things and you think, Lord, time out a minute. I, I don't even know if I can process everything you're showing. And that's the way it's been this week. God has been speaking to me, and the ink is basically wet on the page. I've never preached this before. But I'm so excited to preach it this week. I want to talk to you about living your dream. Living your dream. How many of you just fess up tonight? You're a dreamer. Amen. I'm a dreamer. I tell you, I, I can dream up some stuff. I got a vivid imagination. And I love to dream. But how many of you know the Bible says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above? all that I can ask and here's the strange thing or even think when my vivid imagination run wild and I can think of everything in the world I can't even begin to dip into what he's able to perform for those that will believe see here's what I believe I believe we serve a dream giver how, believe, how many of you believe that he, he wants you to dream he wants you to live life I tell you I don't like people that's always sad and serious I get scared of folks like that. Do you? You know, some people are so spiritual, they're spooky. They scare me. I got to laugh every now and then. I got to have a little fun. We can't get that serious. In fact, y'all are a too serious for me now. Y'all got me a little nervous. How many of you know we ought to live life? And I believe the church ought to walk around with a smile you couldn't wipe off with a brick. Cause we got something to be grinning about. Amen. Everybody in town ought to be wondering what you're up to. Just because of the joy of the Lord that resides in you. See, I don't believe the church ought to look like it's been baptized in vinegar and weaned on a dill pickle. I think you ought to be happy. How many of you know Jesus makes you happy? He'll make you happy. Well, hallelujah. Open your Bibles to Genesis 37. Genesis 37. Want to read about a man that had more vision than he had wisdom. Happens sometimes, don't it? God will give you a dream. How many of you know the danger with getting a dream is you have to share it with the wrong folks? Someone was telling me how pregnant they was with a dream, and they were sharing this, and I was thinking of their context. The church they attended, and it was twice dead and plucked up. I told them, like Mary, I said, listen, like Mary, when she was pregnant with Jesus Christ, sometimes you got to go across Judea and find somebody to leap with you don't just try to tell everybody <laughs> what you're pregnant with, amen. Sometimes you have to hunt up somebody that can understand you. And Joseph had a dream. Let's look at this. In Genesis chapter 37, I want to read verse 5, and then I want to read verses 18 through 20. It said, And Joseph dreamed a dream, and he told his brothers, and they hated him yet the more. Huh. Look at verse 18. When they saw him coming afar off, even before he came near to them, they conspired against him to slay him. They said to one another, Behold, a dreamer cometh. Come now, therefore, and let's slay him and cast him into some pit. And we'll say some evil beast has devoured him. And we shall see what will become of his dream. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, that You have made us with the ability to dream. Lord, you've made our minds that we not only have the room of memory that we can remember where you brought us from, but you have added a room of imagination that we may dream where we're going. Lord, you have designed us that way because you want us, Lord, to live life to the fullest. Father, right now in Jesus' name, Lord, I'm so excited about what you've shared with me this week. Enable me, Lord, to calm down and share it with your people. Lord, give us ears to hear and understanding hearts and obedient wills that we may receive your word that may bring forth fruit to your kingdom and glory to your name. For it's in the name of Jesus we pray. And everyone in agreement together said, Amen. Deb and I are going through a transition time in our life. I've been in ministry 35 years and the Lord spoke to me in August and said, I want you to step out by faith and follow me. And like Abraham, he didn't really tell me what all I was going to be doing. He just told me to obey him. And how many of you know God doesn't seem to look at your age before he makes some of his decisions? And I said, Lord, I'm 53, and he didn't even answer. I said, people are supposed to be doing this stuff when they're in their 20s, not when they're in their 50s. And the Lord just kept confirming that he was calling us to trust him. And someone said, well, are you able to trust the Lord? Oh, that's no problem. My question is, is he able to trust us? That's what I'm most concerned about. And as the Lord began to call us out, people always want to know where you're going, don't they? Even when Abraham was called out, no doubt, they said, hey, where are you going? And how foolish you must have felt when he said, I ain't got a clue. And people's asked me, I've been doing this 35 years. <laughs> and they said, what are you going to do now, Brother Rick? What are you doing now? And the only thing I can come up with is just this answer. And it's so true and it's so simple. I'm a living my dream. I'm a living my dream. I'm telling you, I'm having a time. This is what I used to drive a forklift and dream someday he'd let me do. And I remember when I quit that job, I was number 39 in seniority. I was number one equipment operator out of 1,400 employees. And I remember all the people saying, oh, Rick, listen, you're making a mistake. You're going to pastor 27 people, average age 65. You're opening up a nursing home ministry. There's no security in that. I remember them saying that there's no security in that. Can I tell you, as Paul Harvey said, the other side of the story, page two, did you know that factory of 1,400 employees is shut down now? And my boss is still in business. How many of you know? <laughs> Can I help you understand something? Your only security is in Jesus Christ. And I believe this. I believe God puts a dream in every man. I don't believe he's ever created a person. He didn't give them a dream. You know, so many times we are afraid of that dream. In fact, let me just give you some points that you might want to remember. Number one, dreams always come in seed form. And today I heard of a man that was killed, a friend of mine. And yesterday, one of my friends died. Two people in two days. And my thoughts today as I drove is, how many cemeteries are full of dream seeds? Seeds that were never acted upon. And someone asked me, Rick, did you have to do what you were doing? No, I didn't have to. But here's what I don't want to do. I don't want 20 years to pass. I don't want to be an old man sitting in a rocking chair thinking, what if I had? I don't want to do that. Amen? I would rather step out by faith and fail than to never know what God could have done in my life. This has been a wonderful time. It is an exciting time. And we're dreaming dreams like Deb and I were teenagers once again. We're talking about what God can do like we have never seen him work before. Why? Because how many of you know when you get out and he's all you God, you realize he's all you need and he meets your needs and you don't worry about stuff like you did years gone by. You got a grandson, he's four years old, got a granddaughter coming September 10th and y'all just had to forgive me. I'm a grandpa. I don't even apologize. You just had to tell me, listen, I got to talk about him. But, you know, I just won't spend time with him. And my son said to me the other day, he said, you know, you're different than you was when you was a young man. I said, listen, at my age, I don't swing at every pitch. It's got to be down the middle before I fool with it. Hey, Amen, I'm not corkscrewing like I was when I was 20 and everything coming back. Now I'm trying to make every lick count. I'm trying to live life to the fullest. I want to encourage you this week to lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes. We're at a recharge conference Let's not only recharge, let's recharge. And let's get ourselves ready for what God wants to do. See, dreams come in seed form and they have to be cultivated. They have to be matured and nurtured. Here's another thing you need to understand. Oftentimes our dreams are limited because of our environment, our education. Here's another one, our family, leadership, and words. Of destruction. How many of you know there's always going to be the people tell you why you can't do it? You're always going to have the Eliabs in your life saying, where is those few sheep you was keeping? And what are you doing out here anyway? How many of you know you can't let the naysayers talk you out of it? You're going to have to follow your dream. You're going to have to follow your dream.
0: Thank you for joining us for today's podcast from A Fruitful Life. We hope that you'll tell your friends and family about the podcast. And if you like, join us on social media by liking our AFL Facebook page or by following Brother Rick's posts on Twitter. You can also find us on the web at afruitfullife.org. A Fruitful Life is the radio and media ministry of Rick and Debbie Clendenin, Benton, Kentucky. You may find out more about Brother Rick's life and legacy by visiting our website. Once again, that's a fruitfullife.org. Thanks for listening.